0: Yeah, there's a picture on your notes of Shia LaBeouf, yeah. LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Right, LaBeouf. It, from far away, it kind of looks like uh, Rich It does. He's
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your doppelganger.
1: Yeah. Hey, I'm even Stevens. If I had a gun, I'd blow your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> classic
2: Shia. Oh, classic Shia. Shia? Shia? Shia or Shia? I don't know. Shia, LaBeouf. It's Shia, so it's, Shia. it's even
0: Stevens. I think it's Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf,
2: and we're probably not even saying he probably doesn't say it right. I don't know what is that like French? Shia, LaBeouf. Shia, Shia, right? LaBeouf,
0: Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf.
2: Well, I mean, he's Shia beef.
0: <laughs> he's probably <laughs> um, like looking for Bumblebee somewhere. Yeah. So anyway. This is episode 14 of a podcast without a name.
2: Yo, 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 everybody. You heard it right. That was Anthony. Holy mother of God. I'm back. I'm Anthony. Back in his aisles He has purchased Anthony. his right nightgowns. And Secret.
0: I don't even know what I
1: Anthony Good. the Italian
2: stallion. It's <laughs> <laughs> back. Stephanie coming right back at you. car. Uh, uh, oh, VX.
0: guys,
2: I forgot oh. to shut off my air conditioner.
0: That's fine. W Podcast
2: Without
0: a Name.com. We'll do it live. Podcast Without a name Dot com. Actually, okay, we'll do that sure that's I, correct. We do have
2: Podcast Without name dot com. We own that, by the way.
0: Yeah, kids somebody's got to update that though. It's only up to podcast oh, yeah. number nine or there. To,
2: <laughs> I meant to do a bunch of stuff with that. I haven't had a chance. Uh, but we are on Facebook too. mean, one cares about Excellent.
1: that. I could I could try to write some compelling copy for that if you like.
2: That sounds very tantalizing, Richard. Just delightful. had a
1: meeting with the marketing team today. They're like, oh, "Well, okay. Rich, you write some really compelling copy."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what did Bob you.
0: say about our last episode? Did he have good reviews? Well, I was talking to him at the water cooler the other day and. He didn't seem too happy with one of the comments that Rich made. Well, tell Bob made. to go f*** himself. Yeah, I did. All right.
1: Wait, who's Bob?
0: Fire him. And what did he say? He's our marketing, <laughs> he's our marketing <laughs> slash HR department. Yes. You didn't know we had Why
2: this department. You just talked sweat. about the department. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's move on. I'm drinking wine this evening. Cab Sav. Rich says the whole words for me because I'm not French.
1: Cabernet Sauvignon.
2: <laughs> Chai le <bouffe. laughs> But, uh. Wine for me. Rich was drinking some beer from uh, Jaws.
1: Narragansett. Know. It's the beer that Quint drank in Jaws.
2: Ooh. It's clarity.
1: I'm back on, well on the fair well no, Spanish God. lady.
0: Is it like an IPA? It's a Hanalei. Oh, island oh. Lager. it's a la- it's a la- Must be nice. It's a lager. YOLO. It's an island it's an island IPA. You know what I'm drinking? It uh, was
2: a dude, right near the beach boy. So, i don't know i wanted to tell you guys about this i i gave rich a hint about this earlier but i'm drinking wine from a you're gonna laugh at this because the website name is kind of fun funny it's called nakedwines.com <laughs> so interesting business model for them you know what they do they Naked. they take they call uh they call their customers angels as in angel investors and what they hmm. do is it's a it's a monthly subscription. It's forty dollars a month. And what they do with that money is they use that money to fund independent uh, wineries, and hmm. and then you, as a member of the Angel Club, you get a discount on that wine when when they sell it. So you, and then you use that forty dollars a month. That forty dollars a month that you actually put into their system, you you credit that towards buying wine. So you actually use it to buy wine. But what they do on the back end of all this. Is they leverage the balance in their accounts from all these forty dollars a month. Some of it's spent, some of it's not. Some people hold on, you know, and they use that to fund the independent wineries. And uh you have you, the thing is you have to buy them in cases, like they're not gonna just ship you one. And it's usually free shipping. I, I don't think I've ever had an order where it wasn't free shipping. Um, so it's nakedwines.com. Um, in fact, I will if I will put a link in the show notes if anyone's interested, and you get a hundred dollars off your first order. Yeah, Aren't wow.
1: they the ones that um they don't um they don't like uh like barrel age their wines like it doesn't have that oaky flavor it's just straight up just They're
2: pine. all different, right? They're all different. So they're different independent wineries and some of them do that like they have a, a pretty Wide selection too that they've they've funded, and the cool thing is their bottles are like it, you could tell they're making it for this this system because it's called like most of them have special lines called Angel Reserve, and the the uh, the vineyard has a little uh, custom note on the back to the angels, saying oh thank you for investing in us you know. This is our life we dedicated to it, and I hope you enjoy our wines. You know that type of stuff, and you so rate really them and stuff challenged. like that. It's really cool. It's worth it. And uh, your first one, I, like, I think they'll give you a hundred dollars off regardless. I don't know if they don't. I'll put a link for it. I, I'll get like forty bucks off my next order too, or something like that. But um, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes if anyone wants to try it.
0: There you uh, go. I do get a kickback on my baby, wine. Baby. What? Maybe we might be looking at our first sponsorship.
2: Well, I mean, I haven't talked to them, so they're not officially sponsoring us. I'm just. <laughs>
0: well, you know what? We'll have our people talk with we'll, their people. We'll
2: get our marketing department. No, no, we'll
0: get Bob. our <laughs> we'll get Bob back. To
2: <laughs> we'll get our business relations department on this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
2: moving yeah, on. I'll I just found out to a to mass
0: email later on.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to tell someone about this because I've liked it. We've been using it for about three months, and we really enjoy them. Their
0: wine and stuff like that we used to drink cheap joe, box wine joe brings his cases of wine onto his yacht as he's going from <laughs> yes, the outer my banks yacht. back up to the vineyard my yacht sunk <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right anyway let's go into the breaking news this evening we've spent the first like 15 minutes talking about wine and what what huh go on did i, did I lose you anthony no or no everybody? i'm here oh okay anyway breaking news today is Rep- Representative House of Representative Brad Sherman, a Democrat from California, filed the first articles of impeachment against Trump today, and wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we knew this was coming. This isn't anything new. Uh, I think he actually uh, was published or at least presented uh, draft articles of impeachment several weeks ago or a couple months ago, um, and I think anyone with half a brain knew that this was going to be you know in the pipeline for this presidency. Uh, sure. To be honest with you, like, I'm kind of surprised it took this long.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you tried last month, though, the same guy, didn't did
2: he? Did he actually try? I, I wasn't sure if he tried or he just presented, like, to his constituents, but he actually apparently filed it. This is, this is the it.
0: farthest it's gone. Yeah. Like, so, since. But,
2: so, I'm assuming this is... I don't think this is going to get anywhere, and maybe it will based on the next topic that we'll be talking about with the you know, Donald Trump Jr. situation, but... Uh, I figured it's good time to maybe just rehash, you know, impeachment. What it mean, what it actually means, and you know, knowing that we'll be probably talking about a lot over the next year or two, um, and probably more so in his next term, especially if the Democrats end up taking uh, the House or the Senate next in the next election cycle. So, in which case, they have a real good shot of actually, you know, getting an impeachment through. Um, I think the the main thing about being impeached is you so there's some ambiguity there. You don't have to technically commit a crime to be impeached, right? Almost like an, an activist jury, um they they can decide to impeach you and then then they can decide to convict you. So it needs to be presented. There does need to be some sort of criminal finding in a sense. Um, there is some the, even more ambiguity in that there's there's the the law actually says, like, uh, you know, a high treason or something like this. And then they go and and or other high misdemeanors or offenses. So there is some ambiguity there. But anyway, generally speaking, someone has to bring anyone can bring an articles of impeachment. Actually, you don't have to be a member of the House of Representatives. You could actually be like a like the. Judiciary can can present something. A grand jury can present something to bring articles of impeachment. It goes to the House Judiciary Committee, and the House Judiciary Committee has to vote with a, a, a simple majority, I believe, to pre, to let it get to the House floor for a whole House vote. Right. So this is just a part of the impeachment process. And then what happens is the House will vote, and they need a simple majority there too to actually impeach. So when you get the simple majority. You actually get the impeachment. That's not, that's not a conviction. And then what happens next is it goes to the Senate. So the Senate now has the duty to either convict or acquit. Mm-hmm. There you need a two-third vote. And that's actually held more like a court procedure. There's the there's um, evidence presented, there's defenses and you know, defense lawyers and, and defense put put forth, and then the whole Senate will vote. And they could vote to evict or quick, and there's and that's pretty much it. It's just uh, upon conviction, the president is immediately removed. There's no questions asked. It just happens they file with the secretary of state, um, and then they remove them. Uh, there's no criminal, no. although it does center around some criminal things. There's no like criminal sentencing or anything. Like that. Now the president is still subject to, or the former president at the time is still subject to criminal proceedings outside of
0: that process. Mm-hmm. Um, now, other than the actual. Um, you know, Although formal, the, uh, go, no, the vice
1: pres- I was going to say that The vice president though would have Power to pardon him once he becomes Think, president So
2: he can't pardon the impeachment Which which is just the act of removing him from office If the criminal pr- pr- procedures Were to move forward or he would be convicted criminally Yes they could pardon From what I understand hmm.
0: Now this isn't the first time You know th- this isn't an uncommon thing so this- You know for filing The filing, no, I
2: think think technically the actual filings have happened like under pretty much every administration since I've been alive. Like someone at least filed to the Judiciary Committee and they either weren't accepted by them or they didn't get voted through to the House. Right. Right. Bill Clinton actually got through the House and he was impeached, but then was acquitted in the Senate. And uh, Nixon was never impeached because the, the process was still ongoing in the Judiciary Committee or maybe it was in between a judiciary committee and the house, but they never actually voted for impeachment. And then he resigned. And then before that was Andrew Jackson. He was impeached, but then acquitted. Um, Now, outside of that, those are the only ones that ever got anywhere there. But like you said, there has been many more that have been attempted to be filed, but they didn't go anywhere. Sure. That's kind of the cliff notes for impeachment, right? Where that's, that's pretty much the history too. I mean, it's just three times that there was a serious attempt
0: at it. Well, if you count this as the third time, two Once, times, <laughs> twice, three times in impeachment. Bam!
1: <laughs> so it,
0: <laughs> we should get used to this.
2: I'm sure we'll get plenty more of them.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny in the heels of everything that's come out recently, like yesterday and today with the emails from, from DT Jr. With the whole credit, you know, adding credibility to this entire uh, idea that, you know, federal investigation was, uh, you know, corrupted by Trump, you know, with the whole Comey firing. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it is an interesting timing of the whole thing. So Uh,
2: the representative, Brad Sherman, um, he actually apparently on his website said that this I don't know if it was on his website or interviewed, but he said this wasn't in reaction to that. However, it does strengthen his case. His case centers around yeah. the Comey situation, by the way. So he claims obstruction of justice and stuff, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, he just claims, oh, the revelations of the past couple of days have just contributed to this. The legitimacy. Well, his,
0: his quote, his quote that that I read uh, was clearly, you can no longer say that collusion is an unsubstantiated fantasy of crazy leftists.
2: <laughs> He's
0: actually so that, acknowledging that it may have been, though. <laughs> I'm not an <in> that quote. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that's you know, that's that's interesting because you know, one thing that has you know been kind of a thing with the you know again we always talk about social media and everything like that but you know we call these things unsubstantiated and you know it is the crazy leftists or the crazy righties or mm-hmm. whatever it might be that come up with these ideas um everything that kind of came out pretty you know recently with donald trump jr and his tweets and his emails and all that stuff um does kind of you know although i don't think his uh you know <laughs> (laughs) uh his his reason for doing that was to show that maybe there was any collusion involved but that's definitely how it's been taken uh in the news um so it is it is an interesting time i think these
2: revelations uh definitely like i think before this right you could there was a good case to be made that i don't want to say witch hunt because i mean because you could kind of look at the thing, everything as a whole, with different people disclosing at different times and forgetting some things. And as much as I want to say that some of it's stupid, some of it's routine, some of it's kind of expected. Like before today, though, it was like, well, yeah, I guess you're gonna because you're as a political opponent. If it was the other around that they, you know, the other side would be doing it to you know their their opponent, right? So you kind of expected it because of the political lines. Mm-hmm. But this this past weekend. It kind of gives everyone a reason to go. Okay, now, okay, maybe we really do. Like, if you didn't already think so, you kind of have to be more on the side of we need to be looking at this more closely, right? As if you take it at face value, yes, there's nothing technically illegal in what I read in those emails, and people do opposition research all the time and get it from all different people. Is it too crazy to? for someone to go sure i want to hear it but there were certain lines in those emails that were more interesting than others like hey we want to they're trying to present this to you because of the russians government support for you right like mm-hmm. you know there's certain now there's some nuggets in there and some realities in in those emails that that make you really at this point in time like you you kind of have to go all right now now I'm, I'm taking this a little bit more seriously than i did the day before
0: and and beyond that like you know one of the one of the things that people might say is you know well you know every single presidential candidate that's you know in politics you know has probably had these types of conversations with other people do you call all of those things collusion Um, but the bottom line is none of those ever surfaced you know in the way that this has you know what I mean what's that
2: It's the, the context too I mean if you look at it in like Academia, Right. You we talk about research all the time when it comes to different topics, but research is really rooted in thesis or not thesis in hypotheses and and people putting observations together and going, well, maybe I need to take a more measured approach just to see if it's real. Right. Like, so that's Mm -hmm. what you have in this case. Now, you know, there's a there's a more of an optic here that's there's a and a, the picture's being built in, at least by the perception of it all that maybe there's something going on and I think it's a sure. natural thing especially as we start hitting critical mass with some of these things to go let's have a more let's have a, a closer look here now like let's this might be a little bit more legit than before whereas if it's like really one off or really just partisan then then it gets annoying right and and I think we were at that point at one point we were we were thinking a lot of this stuff I think we kind of all just accepted it as a, a reality. That there's going to be the Trump Russia thing on as a breaking news on CNN 24 seven, mm. but now right at this point in time, I think it's a little different. Um, I, th- I think things changed a little bit when he released the text those emails. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, so you know, kind of taking a sidestep away from you know what's going on. What what are your thoughts on those emails? I mean, you know, all right. So Trump Jr. was trying to provide some transparency. You know, yeah. who is overlooking these people's Twitters account Twitter accounts? I mean it's it's uh, amazing like, like why that did that he actually release it? Put... So I I'm curious. Yeah. And assumed. I mean beyond that, like you know, even in those those, you know, email chains, you yeah. know, it says, you know, this was highly sensitive information and everything like that. And he's like, you know what, world? I think I want all of you to read I this. think he's just skipping you know? <laughs> it
2: before the media. I, I, so Julian Assange apparently tweeted that he told Trump Jr. that he should really, like, I don't know if he tweeted I don't know if he, they call each other and talk to each other but he said, I told him that they should release really it because the New York Times probably has it or, or he either knows that they have it, right? So I think Trump Jr. just I think he like look at the lease going on, right? Like I think his assumption was someone else has these emails. If it's if not because someone hacked hacked my shit, or if not because this was a dangle to begin with, someone's got these emails besides me. So let me scoop them. And I don't know if he saw legal counsel beforehand. It seems like he didn't because I think if his legal counsel would say no, right? Let's right. And, but I think he's just trying to scoop The media himself and go well look I think he's going to hang his hat on and maybe he does Already because I think the president's doing this Is, is going to hang it on as there's nothing Illegal here this is a witch hunt right and he's right, there's nothing illegal here, but I don't think it's a witch hunt anymore because there's things in that email that are s- substantial and material, in my opinion. And, and yes, it's not obstruction of justice in there. There's no campaign financing implications in there, which is really the only things you have to be careful of with this stuff because foreign governments have backed presidential candidates in the past. When people talk about Ukrainian officials apparently talking with the k- k- uh, Clinton's people, I mean, that stuff's real, like they do. I mean, you know, France probably backed the president, a potential nominee, right? Like foreign governments do it. The difference is this is Russia, right? And everyone hates Russia now. Well, maybe we've always hated them, but everyone hates them even more now. Um, You know, Russia's the big bad wolf and everyone is just worried about them. So that's the difference here. It's not really surprising that there's foreign government supporting U.S. politicians and and willing to probably give information on their opponents. That's probably not new at all. Um, but it, it's Russia, and everyone doesn't like Russia. No one likes them. It's,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, again, though... Not you know, even it, Rusty oh. Trump. Not, Not even, even Rusty, Rusty Trump, Trump plays in that <laughs> Episode ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you guys want to learn more about Rusty. So oh, yeah, Rusty. I mean, you know, the, the the whole thing is a just yet another bad optic, you know, yeah. on the administration. Um, you know, it's another. Uh, I don't know (laughs) i'm looking at legos down here it's another lego block to the uh (laughs) to the wall of information that we have on uh you know on the trump administration and any you know type of you know potential collusion that there may have been with the russians i mean it, it is interesting to to watch it break down i i do have to say when i saw the tweets uh when, they, when I saw the tweets that were kind of like showing all the emails and everything like that, it didn't really strike me as odd, which is weird, because normally that would be a really odd thing to see, right? But for some reason, I've come to a, uh, a, a point, I guess, in politics where there is nothing that that administration or <laughs> Trump or his son do. or any of them can do that would possibly yeah. surprise me. In fact, sometimes my first thought was... I wonder if Trump is actually trying to be impeached because he just doesn't want to do it anymore, <laughs> but he doesn't yeah, want to yeah. resign. You know, it's, it is it is amazing. Maybe it goes back to your whole uh, trolling the media thing. I don't know.
2: I mean, like I said, I still think that there's a possibility that there's some strategy. Um, it might it might not
0: be the best strategy. It could have come around and bite him in the butt, but... It's looking like some really bad strategy right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
2: it's bad strategy. Um, I mean, I don't think any of us has ever claimed that you know Trump was some sort of polished politician. Um, I mean, he's a businessman. You know, there's a side of this that I, I was thinking about earlier today, and it's like, we are talking about an individual that, I mean, he's a billionaire. Uh, I mean, he's got real estate assets all over the world, to include Russia. Um, but just like any other billionaire, like, I expect, you know, Steve Jobs would have had a ton of, you know, Russian contacts too. So uh, it's here's the thing: I don't know it's that it's so incriminating that he has and his his inner circle has connections to Russia because of the operations that he does, because of his life history and the, and what he does as a businessman. I don't think that's that big of a deal. The thing is, I think the voters should have known, mm-hmm. like, like
0: well, you know, that that was actually something that I had posted earlier in Facebook was. You know it's not even about you know i'm not sure that there's anything super incriminating uh or, or anything that wasn't really either known or or you know assumed i guess that that's come out but i think the idea is you know when you have somebody or an administration that's continuously saying like hey look you know this is stupid there's no trump ties or trump russia ties there's no you know this we didn't collude with the russians we didn't do that and now all of a sudden it's like well." You know, somebody comes to us with information about the opponent, why wouldn't I take it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of like backstepping yeah. on, you know, what but they've don't been doing for a while. But don't you think that
1: everybody does that? I mean, to me, it's like such a non sequitur. I'm just not, I'm even tired of talking about it. Like, until mm. something comes out that's actually illegal yeah. or that will actually cause something to happen, it's just constant bombardment with.
2: Breaking news. Russia yeah, breaking Bombshell. News, you know, happened,
1: happened. Like, it gets to the point where I think people on the left even probably just don't care. They just don't care well, anymore because it's every I think day. think they do
0: care because it's fuel. It's, it's fuel. It's, it's, you know, it's something for the media to talk about. Like people are, are becoming attached to it. I think, yeah, well, I think it, people that are thinkers are, are not really uh, – you know they're kind of getting tired of it at, at this point but i think the people that really rally around the idea of i want trump uh you know impeached and i want him out of here and he colluded with the russians and this and that you know i think those people are eating us right up you know and that's yeah, that's and right at so at this like, point uh, i guess i mean the, the proof is in the pudding i suppose
1: but they're also hanging on you know fake news stories about you know Trump as a lizard child with Vladimir Putin's uh, ex wife, like, they, they hang on anything. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's really just I don't know. It's getting tired. Think about, think about like, the other ugh. way.
2: Think about it the other way around, though. Let, let's say. It was, I mean, I guess the, here's the maddening thing. I th- I'm gonna have to agree with you, Rich, because I was gonna say, well, if this was, if this was Obama, you know, would the, would the you know right wing media be doing the same thing? And, and to a certain degree, they would be. But I think the major difference here is how you have the large majority of media is very liberal and very left leaning. It's like so for eight years there was absolutely almost zero criticism of that administration. Now there were some. The only criticism you heard was coming from Fox News. And then that criticism was beat down as Fox News being super partisan and racist and bigoted and homophobic, you know. And Mm -hmm. so I think the maddening part is there hasn't been fair journalism for a very long time. And now they're doing it under the guise of fair journalism. And you go, but really really are you really are you fair germ- like this is why people are getting on CNN so much right like no one's bitching and moaning about MSNBC right because they kn- everyone knows what to expect out of Fox and MSNBC but CNN tries to put on this facade of we are independent and we are in the middle right and it's they're not I mean they're clearly not like there's no ifs ands or buts about it right but th- that's the reason why people really come down on them and Man, their ratings are getting slammed, by the way. Surprisingly. I didn't I didn't expect their ratings to get this bad, but they're getting really bad. Like, apparently, what was the stat? Like, some people were watching, like, cartoon, replays of cartoons more than they were watching CNN the other day or something. It's crazy. Well, that's,
1: I mean, because it's the same thing over and over again, A, and B, because, you know, a lot of people did vote for Trump, and when you have a large base that did actually vote for a president, yeah. they're going to boycott... That's talking shit about them because it's it's and even if all they're even if they're making not like them tr- out to look like idiots or like yeah. they're with the Russians, you know. And it's, even
2: if they're not Trumpkins, right? Like the people. So you know, they're you know a half and half. Let's say, you know, slim majority, ma- majority, technically a minority because it was the you know electoral college that got them in. But there's still, I mean, pretty much a solid half of this country, you know, voted for Trump. And exactly what you just said They don't want to hear Like even if they're not Trumpkins Where they're just like Everything Trump does I'm going to go out I'm going to You know I'm going to defend him At all costs Like oh you know To the day I die He's not colluded with Russia You know Like even if they're not They still don't want to hear about It over and over again For the person they voted for Like even if they're not like hardcore maybe you know they they don't want to be like bashed over and over again because of their vote and like when you you know what another
0: funny thing is about that is not only are they being bashed about their vote um you know they're (laughs) a lot of people you know are are under the impression of you know anybody that voted for trump You know, whether they still support him or not, if you voted for him, you're a monster. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? Like, you you don't deserve the time of day. And, like, you know, the villain is, you know, villainizing of these people um, has gone so overboard, I think. Mm -hmm. and And – yeah, I mean, I'd be tired of it too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you know, especially if you don't support the guy anymore, or or maybe you're starting to lean the other way. It almost pushes you back toward his side. You know, you, you like, know, what you know the, what's for you guys.
2: You know what the DNC's new motto is? Have you guys seen this yet? They released their motto about a week or so ago. The DNC, and it was, what was it? Some, it was like, have you? Why not us? Like, have you seen the other guys? like it was no it was Hillary Clinton's strategy and she lost like i i always maintained that Hillary uh I, Hillary's strategy was for Trump to beat him like to beat himself like she she mm. didn't really she could have but she didn't present like all these like really good well thought out policies per se and she just kind of Threw out some like uh, I know he's going to flop on this, or I know he's going to just crash and burn with a response on this. So he put out, she put out all the. Her approach was let him just speak because if he speaks, he's going to kill himself, right? And that strategy didn't work. It didn't work at all. And now the DNC is taking up that strategy, and that's going to that's going to kill them because people fundamentally people don't want to don't want you to base your platform on how bad the other person is. Mm-hmm. Like, what type of – what are you, yeah, what you, know are you what though, standing for at that, that point?
0: Hasn't that been kind of the tone uh, before? I mean, even with Barack Obama, I mean, change. It was all about change. Like, that was kind of idea. But you know what? Idea you, even hope and change words,
2: isn't necessarily explicitly going, hey, the other people are horrible. That's almost True. saying, like, I'm better. Like, yes, I they are – I'm better than them, but I'm like, I'm a, uh, very optimistic and let's, let's do something different. And it's hard to really make the comp- comparison of say Barack Obama transition from say George W. Um, because historically after you have eight years of a Republican candidate and especially during like a very unpopular war, I don't think it was that hard to really convince people to move forward, to move on. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit different of a dynamic. There was a lot of grassroots effort, that, uh, people that came out to vote for Barack Obama. I don't know if it was because it was the first black president. I don't know. He ran a, a very innovative campaign. Like, he he will be – him and, and Trump will be on the forefront of campaign manuals, right? Like, they both had very – like, granted, one – completely different approaches, but your, the history will look back at them and go, wow, look at how Obama ran his campaign. Look at how Trump – ran the campaign, they're, they're both geniuses or whoever ran their campaigns are geniuses in their own own ways, right? Like, mm-hmm. So uh, th- we're, what we're doing is we're seeing this um, we're seeing what campaigning is like in the internet and social media age right? That's what we're seeing sure. and if you can master that you're going to win and Hillary Clinton just couldn't master it. She didn't have the grassroots efforts that um, Barack Obama had And you know I always talk about it. I listen to C-SPAN And stuff like that I'm a nerd And right after the election They have the Democrat line And the Republican line And all these people call in and Usually they're really crazy But there was a couple of Really interesting callers That were like I tried to volunteer for her And they never called me back mm-hmm. Right like and she's and the 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 one lady was saying like when I called for Obama I mean we were out there we were doing it like but there sure. were people calling to volunteer for the DNC and and I think this was Pennsylvania too which was an important state and they weren't getting calls back to go out right. and volunteer like so there were their strategy thrown through was let Trump kill himself and it backfired right. yeah. it backfired and that's what the DNC is still doing. They're still embracing that. They're not. They just think that they could. Uh, here's the thing, man. Trump is winning the media war, right? He is. He is really hitting it home with this fake media thing. People don't trust the media. They don't trust the media more than they don't like him. Him. That's the thing. He doesn't. I, like, I
0: feel like that's been going on or starting to, you know, show itself before. Uh, Trump became president yeah you know what I mean I, I feel like mm-hmm. there was just so much misinformation going around for so long yeah. and I mean it really took a, a huge spike uh, when the you know when the presidential uh, campaigns you know began um, but you know what maybe we don't have to worry about it anymore if the whole net neutrality thing doesn't work <laughs> out <laughs> oh God so I, I think
2: Rich has a really big opinion on net neutrality neutrality go rich <laughs> 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 God. I don't, the net neutrality thing is, I don't know I don't even know anymore about
0: that, to tell you the truth Why? Know. What is there not to know?
2: Because I don't, here's the thing, right? When I, when I first look at net neutrality I think, why do we want the government saying what can be done? Right? Like, wh- why do we mm-hmm. want them involved in this? Like, I, that's my first instinct And then I go, apparently every fucking tech company in the world is in favor of it so right. my my the thing about me not wanting to government involved is because I want these companies to be able to operate in the market to function, but the companies themselves in the markets don't want that to happen. So who am
0: yeah, I? But I mean, I, I, <laughs> like I think we're yeah, I know. I, I think we're looking at it more on a uh, end user scale of uh, like a, a residential end user scale kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like you know, for instance, I stream everything, right? I don't use cable for anything. I stream everything and I can stream as much as I want in a month. You know what I mean? My internet is my internet. Uh, what I pay is what I pay. And you know, if some of these, uh, you know, things were to go through that Comcast, for instance, would want to do, they would want to start charging you in, uh, uh, you know, levels of how many gigabytes, you know, you've used in a specific time frame and what we're, we're going to charge you per that. But see, uh, I don't, I which, don't
2: even think that that's net neutrality though. Mm, it's no, part of well, it. Well, I mean, net neutrality the would be is, like throttling and making people pay to play kind of thing. Yeah, well, it does like, uh, pay to play. You know, because if you, if
1: you want to see, if you see okay. uh, things from, you know, whatever, move on.com. You know, whatever service provider you have can say, "All right, you have to pay extra to to see things." Yeah, or
2: or um, move on.com would have to pay them to get get open up, right?
1: Yeah, so yeah. it's like, um, you know, I, I'm very much in favor of there being the internet the same way that we have it now. I, I don't want, uh, I guess, I guess it would be corporations or the government or anybody else involved in that. I mean, the internet is the biggest. Well, currently, net neutrality
2: is a thing. Like we are currently in a net neutrality structure. Yes. The the Correct. thing that's coming up is the public review by the FCC to the public hearings on the rolling back of some of these things, or most yeah, of to the do net neutrality. Right. Well, the, yeah.
0: These were put into play the net neutrality laws that we currently have were a couple 15, of years ago. Right? Yeah, 2015, I yeah. believe. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't long ago, and yeah. and, it, and it it did have to do with well, there was a big thing. What I think, uh, and I uh, don't take my word for this, but I'm pretty sure it had something to do with Comcast and Netflix. Yes. And and Comcast had said, like, okay... You know, if if you're not going to sign up with us for certain things or give us some sort of uh, kickback, we're going to slow the internet. Yeah, you know, we're we're basically going to bottleneck. So you know the the internet to the people that are using your company so that you can't stream to them. Yeah, and, you know and, what I mean. And, and I don't
2: agree with a strong army like that. So when Comcast goes. Netflix either you have to pay it up or the customer has to pay up to get your service streamed at a higher rate I don't like that right I get it Mm -hmm. But what I what I'm not a fan of is if Netflix wants to enter into agreement with Comcast and say input and, and pay for Infrastructure into their network which ultimately makes the streaming better for people who want it Technically under the net neutrality laws they couldn't do that And I don't like that like if if I I want to be able to have businesses do business-to-business transactions that will ultimately benefit the consumer. Now, I get the argument of, well, if they're going to make the consumer pay for faster Netflix, that's bullshit, right? I think on the user end, it needs to be equal playing field. You put in WWW or you pick up, pick up port 80 or whatever port it is that you're streaming from, it should flow as fast as the network allows it to flow in terms of the real mm. how the network's structured, right? If Netflix right. wants to go in and say, I want to stick a server right in the middle of Comcast Network to make it better, fine. I want them to be able to do that, right? Under net neutrality, sure. they can't because that's going to be playing favors, right? I, I want sure. But but that's something that they, they uh, invested in to make their product better for people, right? So- I want that to happen.
0: I don't yeah, know. but uh, there's also the ugly side of it, right? So, so yes, there, there's, there's definitely uh, positives to you know the tech companies out there um, for net neutrality laws to be lifted or at least you know maybe pulled back a little bit, right? But at at the end of the day, right? We we can that there's transparency. I mean, you got to figure a lot of things when it comes to internet or or usage like this is. Uh, pretty ambiguous. People don't really know what they're paying for in the first place. They hear, "I get 25 megabytes per second download." Yeah. Oh well, I get 100 per you know megabytes per second download. Oh, mine's better. Like you know, what I mean, like they don't really know what they're getting. It's just these who's got the bigger number. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um. You know. So now you're gonna be uh making it even more of this ambiguous space. You know, right now in my eyes, it's kind of like, look, I need X amount of you know, bandwidth in order to uh stream from this particular company what I stream from them. You know what I mean? And I I'm responsible for paying for that tier. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't I don't want another company, especially when you have Comcast and Verizon pretty much with a stronghold monopolizing the market in our area. That's the that's the issue. I don't want them being able to decide like, well, okay, I'm going to pay, you know, because I kind of like my low bill from cutting the cord. But but to me, Comcast and Verizon want these net neutrality laws to be lifted, you know, hands down because they want to start kind of upcharging the people that are doing the a la carte, you know, type of so TV experience. I think you,
2: know? you, you kind of hit on the real issue here, right? So in a perfect world, what would happen is if Comcast goes, I'm going to throttle Netflix, because I want them to pay up or I want the consumer to pay up to get that faster because a lot of people are using it on my network, right? Well, in a perfect world, they would go, well, F you, I'm going to go to Verizon. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. they're doing it too. Well, in a perfect world, you go, well, I'm going to go to Joe and Rich Broadband Mm -hmm. where I don't do it because I know if I don't do that, I'm gonna get all the people that are pissed. right I'm gonna disrupt right. that, right? So sure. I think what you're saying with that monopoly, I think that's it. I think we're what we're doing is we're treating the symptoms and not the real cause here. Before net neutrality, yeah, that Comcast thing with Netflix was kind of happening. I don't even know if it was really happening. It was like a threat. It may have been happening, but it wasn't like people weren't being put really at a disadvantage yet. It was a reality of the marketplace that people were just discovering, and the market never had a chance to fix it. Now. Sure. Maybe the market would have fixed it. I don't know. I would be pessimistic about the market fixing it because of that, monopoly, that duopoly that you talk about, right? When you have just mm. two choices like that, maybe the government is needed to kind of even the playing field. I, I could understand well, that. Correct,
0: correct me if I'm wrong. Well,
2: correct me
1: if well, I'm well wrong, we're in right I, now. Oh, sorry. Oops. No, no, net, it's okay. Correct
0: me if I'm go. wrong. But yep. I think, I think yeah. one of the ideas with this whole net neutrality thing was we want – uh, you know net neutrality because it it pretty much makes the uh internet itself a, a commodity, right? It makes it a oh yeah. no, not commodity. I, I apologize. A, a utility. utility, essentially, yeah. and and you know
2: From by those,
0: right? Exactly. So, you know, with that being said, you know we treat it currently as a utility just like we used to treat bell telephone as a a phone utility you know what i mean well we still do with water and electric and gas you know but you know phone and internet have like i said become this very ambiguous idea that people don't even know how it works in the first place it's not really technically a utility anymore it's a service you know what i mean so like you know and, and, it, and it's, it's it's you know, implementation of, of new innovations that these telecommunication companies are creating. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's not quite a utility anymore. However, it is a utility. We use it as a utility. And net neutrality uh, laws basically preserve that idea that, look, this is a utility. You have a re- you know, every individual has a right to communicate, you know, whether it's you know whatever through the internet or voice or whatever <clears throat> you know they have the right to to use this and understand what their you know uh usage entails you know what i mean as, as far yeah. as costs go
1: but what we have right now we're in an oligopoly where there's a very small number of providers mm-hmm. and um you know, there, you, what makes you think that there won't be like backdoor deals saying like, all right, well, if you're going to charge this for this and I'm going to charge this for this, all right, we'll all make money, you know, but let's, you know, block this certain thing, block that certain thing so that, you know, people are going to have to pay more to get it. That's, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what we're in now. I mean, it's,
0: I learned yeah, that I mean, when Pat, I was working kind of like, for Comcast. Like, like Joe said, I mean, like Joe said, if we had jeez if we had 10 if we had five
2: yeah we had five five legitimate uh,
0: telecommunication companies that were offering similar products like we do with the cell phone industry Mm -hmm. the cell phone industry can't do it AT&T and Verizon had a lock on it but then you had every time you know every time another company becomes like the others another one pops up out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and offers something to break that mold and that's what you need that keeps the free market going you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like with Comcast and Verizon, there are no—you know, they own the wires. You didn't yeah, like yeah, there's pre- nothing else out there. They're all using pretty much the same infrastructure. Now, now, someday, I assume that most of this will be satellite or wireless. AT&T and Verizon Wireless and Sprint and whatever will will, you know— We'll get away from the wired, yeah. you know, idea. But you could see what Verizon's doing already. Verizon's building an infrastructure around fiber. You know, they're they're coming out with their Giga service. You know, Giga. Yeah, you service. got Google and Fiber
2: coming out too, right? There in some markets, yeah. that's going to be a competitor. Yeah. Facebook's doing research on putting up air balloons with wi- Wi-Fi service, right? Sure. Uh, there's and this is my thing like it's I I just hate that there's I feel like net neutrality is just rooted in in, in two things and what I mean rooted I mean there might be value, valid arguments upstream from this but the base for all of this is distrust for corporations and uh what, what was the other one I had so distrust distrust for corporations and the idea that like the free market can't be trusted itself and to me, well, yeah, just like healthcare, we were it's never not given. Really they were a never a free doing, market.
0: I know it's it was, not a free market. That's it's what I'm really saying. A free it was never given a fair like that's, my, that's
2: my, that's my point. And, and,
0: and you know, your your first point about distrust for the corporations. Hell yeah, I I do not trust Comcast or Verizon to take care of you know. Uh, I mean, think about it. the The amount of money that they charge for something that is as uh i mean th- their lowest tier versus their highest tier cost them next to nothing more to to so distribute really is there's a upcharge
2: what i mean for discharge of corporations isn't supply and demand i mean like the fact that the, the, the capitalist organization like the the capitalist uh, structure of markets that that's what i mean like I feel like that the main like people that are like net neutrality or bust, right? They're they're Mm -hmm. the same. They're the you know the the ninety nine percent Wall Street people, right? The ones that go and protest Wall Street, like what do they call themselves again? I'm talking about Uh, Occupy. 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 Yes, I feel like it's the same people, right? Like it's like. Oh, it's just built around this like false distrust for what it means to have a real market, right? Yes, if I were to sit here and go, am I going to put all my trust in a corporation? No, they're trying to make profits, right? But I trust supply and demand, and sure,
0: I think So, so. Do I, up to a certain point, though, right? Like you know me, I'm I'm, you know, free market capitalist. I I you know am not really. I don't really follow the mold of the Occupy people, right? No. But I'm all about the net neutrality for one reason and one reason only, and, and it's something we've already spoke about. It has nothing to do with the trust for the mm. corporations or, or anything. We we don't we're not really given the opportunity because of the monopoly that these companies Wouldn't hold. Wouldn't you think the
2: government right? would do better than Obligate. to instead of in, uh, throwing regulation? That affects anyone in the market, both content providers and the and the actual infrastructure for the communication itself. Wouldn't you think it'd be better than the serve to actually create a, a, a to get rid of the duopoly? Maybe to actually create a situation or incentivize other actual service providers well, as and another than to, another thing yeah. to choke people out right now. Like that, I don't that think that it's choking people out, thing but it, that I was it's, thinking. Yeah
0: no 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 i i and I'm, i apologize about interrupting you but i i I've, I've thought of this and and you're right you know the 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 good idea here doesn't necessarily need to be considered net neutrality in its whole right mm-hmm. as a as a guiding principle it doesn't need to just be this overall net neutrality preserving the right to communicate freely online you know what i mean like yeah. that's their big thing right so like it doesn't need to be that. There could be regulation built into it for these telecommunication companies. Unfortunately, as a citizen, you know, as a a mere citizen of the United States, all I see put in front of me is, look, this is your option, either net neutrality or no net neutrality. I I would be happy with,
2: if net neutrality, neutrality said, here are the terms. Here's net neutrality, it goes away, if three or four more providers come into the picture, so industry, come up with three or four more providers. Also, mm-hmm. we will provide grants, tax incentives for these providers. We will we will the SBA will be, you know, directed to help you stand up your infrastructure, right? Like and finance. But that then,
1: with, but then what? But then what do you? You're you're doing the same thing that they did when they broke up Ma Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, what are those workers going to – how are they going to suffer? How many people are going to lose their jobs?
2: You know, who's going to lose their benefits? Well, I mean, think about – the. I mean, Verizon and Comcast are probably one of the top employers in our country. Have people – was there really a net loss in jobs from Ma Bell? Like, I mean, is that really –
1: Yeah, there really was. There was a net loss in pensions, net loss in jobs. Yeah. I worked with a dude Mm -hmm. when I was at Comcast. His whole family worked for Bell Atlantic, AT&T. It was – you so know, so
2: would your well, argument no. be don't create a more and fair marketplace he, in order to prop up workers? Because that sounds very communist of you, Richard.
1: No no no, it's not it's not that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just the joking. way the, <laughs> <laughs> Well no, I mean the way the way that things are now, it really mm-hmm. boils down to a free speech thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Back then it was people talking to each other on the phone. It's a completely different animal. Yeah, yeah, it is. Now we're talking about access to information. A lot of information.
0: And when you think about it, and I I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but who is really the the people responsible for attacking the idea of net neutrality? Who, Who is lobbying against it? I mean, think about it. You know, it, the, it's it's a political it's thing right now. It's going be the big phone companies and the cable. It's Democrat dumping. Republicans so right now.
2: I haven't really looked honest. at the the bean counting on who's on what side. To tell you the truth, but I have seen the partisanship in it all, and, and it seems like there's the free market side and the regulation side in, in in my from my perspective. But I think I think really for me, what it comes down to is I think treating the symptoms. I would really like to see two or three more Comcast and Verizons because that yes, gives people sure. options. And if you do the wrong thing, the consumers can, can go with their money, go put their money somewhere else, and guess what? You're gone. Right. We need someone exactly. to disrupt the ISP well, that, people. That's what we, that, need. we need
0: a disruptor. That wasn't that the entire purpose of not allowing companies to monopolize is so that the free market could decide, you know, how things go you know what i mean i, I mean that that was the whole purpose be, behind monopolization and things yeah. against that you know and, and we're seeing it here and it's becoming very much more apparent now with these telecommunication companies
2: free speech yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah, yeah. rich it's hard
0: well guys Freedom thanks for having me back easy. on as a guest to the podcast with that oh, <laughs>
1: jesus christ <laughs> <You're> <laughs> not a guest. as the, the guest hate. well as you <laughs> like a guest there's the you shit
2: in the woods I barely, I barely talked man. I, I was letting you I know, fire Rich, off. Dude, right? We, we kind of we went on a few rants, you know, and, and then Anthony kind of just Really burst back on the scene here.
0: Sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize Dick Battersby was still here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, I was just, uh, you know, taking it all
1: in. I, I missed Anthony. I wanted to give him a chance to say what he had to say. I hadn't been here in a long time.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I thank you for that. But well, anyway, oh, guys. Oh, Alexa, thank you for keeping you busy. We're happy to have
2: Anthony back. Rich has been having Alexa sex, and uh, we can be found on Facebook at the podcast without a name. There's another one, but ignore them. We're the real one. We're the ones with likes. There's one that doesn't have likes. We're the one with likes. Uh, we're on Twitter at no name podcaster. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, Spreaker.com, which is our new host. They do have an app. Check them out. Uh, we're hoping to get on iHeartRadio soon. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Uh, anything else, guys? Well, no, you're going to love my nuts.
0: You're
2: going to love my nuts.
0: And if, uh, if you guys still have internet, uh, you can still uh, listen to us.
2: If your n- internet is neutral, you can listen to us. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What if they What if they make people pay extra to hear us talk? Bro? What?
2: That'd be pretty crazy. That
1: thirty-eight cents that we've made is going to be for nothing.
2: We made yeah. forty-two cents, by the way. Oh, 42. my
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to have to fire Bob in marketing.
2: <laughs> Bob sucks. And you know what? Engage us on Facebook. If you heard something here, I think the last segment there, net neutrality, might make some people's interest. So. I'm really open to some people's opinions. I can be molded on this one I want to keep hearing them from people so get on there comment give me your uh, opinion and uh, mold me into your liking. I'm moldable Ew. <laughs> Rich you want to say bye I feel
1: like I feel like uh, I feel like it's that uh, that closing speech by uh, Matt uh, not Matt uh, yeah Matthew McConaughey in that movie A time to kill?
2: I don't know I, no. I, don't, I don't recall
1: when it, he when it goes now picture she was white. Now picture Net Neutrality. Now picture it was a newspaper.
2: What? Mm, mind blown. Mind blown, Richard. Richard, you got to sign off because you're usually the last one with the last word. Uh,
1: Thank you for listening tonight. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Good night, sweet dreams. We love you and peace out. Talk to you all soon.